Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, there's this thing in uh, life where there's a belief that in order to be respected, you have to be liked. And in order to succeed, you got to get along with everybody around you. Now, look, I think that is generally a good path to go down. There is no reason to naturally create enemies because enemies, you know, if you're successful, there's going to be people who are um, jealous of your success no matter what you do. 
and they're, you're going to make enemies even through no fault of your own. But the fact is, you don't have to like everybody you play with, and you definitely don't have to like those you play against. We got a bunch of uh, college football stuff. We got some NFL stuff to get to. I got some thoughts for you on Will Greer choosing to not play in the bowl game for West Virginia. Ryan Hollins will join us. We'll talk uh, some NBA with the Lakers suddenly on the rise. Clippers thinking they got a shot at Kawhi. Mark Schlereth is going to join us. We'll ask him just how good has Case Keenum been as so many offered up. What a terrible signing to get Kirk Cousins last year. And I offered up yesterday on this show and on social media, there was no better option. No better option. We'll talk with Stink Up coming in the show. I saw this from Shams Sharania, who works for Stadium Sports. He talked with Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant went on another Yahoo podcast and said, hey, there's going to be statues up in front of me in San Francisco, in front of all of us in San Francisco when they open the new arena next year. We'll get to that in a moment. But he also said this to Shams Sharania, Kobe, MJ, Kyrie, just the, the way they move. I don't understand why people don't realize what they're seeing in these three, especially Jordan and Kobe. Kyrie is younger than me, and that's one of my best friends, so I watch his stuff. I get to play with Steph every day, so I know his game inside and out. But watching Kobe and Mike, I'm like, how do you not realize how good these dudes are? How do you not say they're far better than anybody who's played the game? Just the way they move, how fluid they are. Everybody that comes to my house, whether it's friends or family, I make them watch Jordan highlights. This is the equivalent to Einstein, effing Ludwin von Beethoven or Obama, the greatest talents and athletes of the, uh, of the world. Just because they play sports, people think one way. They're the masters. They're the geniuses. I, I just started to realize that a few years ago, watching those guys can really spark my creativity. Huh? Now, because he doesn't say LeBron James offers up two things. One, he doesn't respect LeBron James. Two, he's trying to take shine off LeBron James. What did KD tell us before the season began that KD in front of a microphone would be? Honest. To a fault. Now, part of this is, I don't think he and LeBron James are friends. Secondly, I think that some of this is the, a pushback over the way in which LeBron James is uh, fawned over by the media. He said that just going back to last week. And part of that, part of this is his actual opinion. Here's what he's saying. I don't think LeBron has game as much as those guys have game. Right? Like, um, here's an example. Brad Pitt is a good-looking human being, right? I'm a heterosexual male, never thought otherwise. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But Brad Pitt pulling women doesn't impress me that much. It just doesn't. Uh, George Clooney, what a good-looking man, right? Doesn't impress me that much. David Spade, now that impresses me. Have you seen have you seen the list of women David Spade has dated during his life? You're like, wow, that guy's got to have massive amounts of game. 
LeBron James is six foot eight, six foot nine. The rules are set up to help him where the defense can't hand check. Right? The the game has changed where he's essentially the size. He is the size of a 1990s power forward, but there are no power forwards on the floor anymore. There's one big guy at most on the floor with LeBron James. And so it's not to say that LeBron doesn't have great vision. What he's saying is like, I don't know. He's bigger. He's stronger. The rules set up. They build a team around him. He really only plays one position, which is LeBron have the ball, create shots for himself and other people play downhill, a little bit of bully ball, whereas he likes more of the creative types. Like, Kobe Bryant was a master of understanding angles and push-offs and how to expose somebody's defensive weakness. He also was an expert, an expert at psychological warfare. Michael Jordan the same. That's where Kobe got it from. Now, Michael Jordan would create an enemy out of anybody. But what LeBron James is, what Kevin Durant is saying in not mentioning LeBron James is, we're not boys, we're not friends, and I don't like the style by which he does things because he's just bigger and stronger. I like guys that got to work for it. They got to figure out a way. As the game evolves, their game. As their body changes, they have to change. That's exactly what happened with Michael Jordan. Here's what people don't understand about Jordan. When he first got in the league, he couldn't shoot. He was unbelievable at getting to the rim, and he's the greatest explosive finisher in traffic we've ever seen. And then he became a remarkable mid-range to sometimes long-range three-point shooter. And then late in his career, he was the best post player we ever saw. Unbelievable post player for a guard. Best post guard for, for a great player. He post up, fade away. And that was a little bit of what Kobe Bryant went through. Right? Wasn't a great shooter. Everything was at the rim. Then he became a great shooter. And then late in his career, he entered, had the Kobe fade. He changed. He evolved. Kyrie Irving is the best. Why he mentions Kyrie Irving? Because I think there's an infatuation with the creativity of Kyrie Irving finishing at the rim. It's the best I've ever seen from a point guard. Rod Strickland is the one before him, his, his godfather, where there's no angle to finish that shot, and he does. It's not to say LeBron James isn't good, but it's to say LeBron James isn't necessarily the creative type. This happens in music all the time. Ask a musician who their favorite music group of all time is, and they sometimes don't answer the guy who had sold the most records. Sometimes it's the one that have the most creativity. Right? Like Beastie Boys' first album, License to Ill. I think, I think of Beastie Boys and License to Ill as their greatest album. Don't you? That was the first time we had ever kind of heard of them. That was their breakthrough album. Three white guys from New York kind of set the set the hip hop world on its on its on its uh, spun its off off its axis. But they also didn't play their own instruments. It wasn't really what they wanted. They kind of sold out and had to go mainstream in order to make it work. 
Paul's Boutique, they did play their own instruments. And though it didn't receive the same amount of fanfare, it had more of their creativity. And they and other music people like it better. We've created this world where everybody has to love everybody, where everybody has to say that what's current is the greatest. And if you don't say it somehow, you're just being a contrarian to be a contrarian. But the truth is that one Kevin Durant has always has said this year, I'm just going to say what I think, think what I say. Two, you don't have to like or even respect everybody especially when you have a keen eye for what you deem as great. And three, creativity in one's craft is sometimes more regarded than simply success at one's craft, especially by others in that craft. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The uh, the Flacco thing is not a surprise, but um, do, do you guys think this works long term, like the, that you can run? I mean, the last two weeks, he's been Lamar Jackson's been helped off the field. Like, look, th- this is we, this is history repeating itself. Short term win, long term. It's not a solution. It could get you to the playoffs this year. And I like the, the creativity they're using with Lamar Jackson. But long term, I'm not a buyer at all. At all. Uh, go, go ahead, buyer. I, I agree with it. And I, I agree with you that, yeah, the sustainability is not where it is. But when you look at the AFC right now and you see that it's there for the taking, I mean, New England probably not going to get home field. You've got Kansas City who doesn't have their star running back anymore. You've got Pittsburgh falling on their face. So I just look at them as looking at like, hey, this may be the year. This could be the year where you can win three road games and go and go to the Super Bowl. So I, I like it this, from that aspect. This is Tebow 2.0. It, it, short-term win, long-term, they'll, they'll, I think they're going to still need another quarterback. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. So do you know that the teams that they've played here with Lamar Jackson as quarterback? Right? Yeah, yeah. So Cincinnati, worst defense, maybe historically in the history of in, in the history of the NFL. Atlanta, terrible defense this year. Uh, who else have they played? Um, the, the Kansas Chiefs, City, yeah. awful. Who else? And the third win was uh, Oakland. It was the Raiders. Was it? It was Oakland oh, against Raiders? Oh yeah. Okay. And then this week, who do they play? Buccaneers. Yes. Also, stellar defensive unit. Tampa Bay's actually been really but, good on third down. Um, they're at the actual defense, which is is the most important or one of the most important defensive statistics. So he's benefited from playing against terrible defenses. And and I'm, and and he's there are parts of which Lamar Jackson's game which plays well. And look, it's a lot like Tebow in that they have a really good defense, they got a great kicker, and they shorten the game to, to win this way. But in terms of points allowed, points allowed, Cincinnati, Oakland, Tampa, Atlanta, Kansas City. That's who they that's who they played, correct? Those are the five worst defenses in football, five worse. Doesn't it? Does it come down to you? Because it does for me. Would you rather face Joe Flacco's arm or Lamar Jackson's legs? And I think that defenses would rather face Joe Flacco's arm than oh. Lamar Jackson's legs. Oh, I I don't. I think once it all depends on once you get a book on what they're doing. Once you and it depends on how your defense is built. But if you can get him in third and and seven plus third and long, you'd much rather face Lamar Jackson. Much rather face Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, if you it's third and two, well, that, that that's different. The, the, the problem is, like, look, he's going to get hurt. He's already gotten hurt the last two weeks. He got taken out concussion protocol. Then he hurt his leg or something last week. But it couldn't work out any better for Lamar Jackson in that there's a desperation from the coaching staff to get into the playoffs. They play, they play the five worst defenses in football. And he has a really good defense and, and kicking game in order to, to, to cover up for the fact that they, they can't re- – you get down two touchdowns, this thing's a wrap. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's welcome in Ryan Hollins, who works over there, also covers uh, the Clippers for former Clipper. Ryan Hollins joins us. You see him on NBA TV as well. Um, th- this It feels like a poorly kept secret, but that, that the Clippers think they're in position to go get a star. But why do you th- – does it feel like the landscape has changed, Ryan? Because – like, look, I grew up in Southern California. No one ever said I wanted to be a Clipper. It just happened that way for others. Why has the landscape maybe changed? Well, appreciate you for having me, Doc. It's uh, flat out the location. It's still L.A. Uh, there's, there's nothing like it that compares. Obviously, New York is an attractive market. Uh, the Clippers have done a great job of positioning themselves Uh to have a, a healthy organization because that matters. If, if you're in the case of Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, are you going to leave the, the penthouse for the outhouse? You know what I'm saying? So the Clippers have, have put themselves in a situation where you can easily look at that team and see, hey, I, I can win a championship here. I can be the piece that takes, uh, takes the Clippers over the top. Uh, not to mention, Doug, I've never heard this ever, ever in, in history of the NBA ever Guys on other teams actually voicing that I want to go and play for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard voiced that, okay? <laughs> Jimmy Butler voiced that, okay? So you got stars that are almost calling shotgun on joining the Clippers, saying, man, we, we, we want to go be a part of what's going on over there. And also the way they're treating the guys right now. They're treating the guys on that team, even though they're going to be big time uh, players in a free agency market uh, as, as, as as with loyalty, uh, with with honesty. They're, they're focused on them. They're focused on the guys uh, that they have now rather than running around trying to court the other guys. If they come, cool, we want you. But if you don't come, there's a good thing going on there. So uh, hats off to the Clippers for handling that the right way because, you know, man, if every other rumble is that you're going to have Duran or somebody else there, and you're not really focused on the team at hand that, that's actually winning and the guys you got in that locker room. Yep. It can tear your locker room apart, man, and they hats off to them. Um, they did hand, get their worst loss of the year last night at home to the Toronto Raptors who didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Doesn't that kind of hurt their argument? Yeah, I mean, it does and it doesn't. I mean, Kawhi Leonard or KD, those are, those are two big enough names uh that if they move or join a team like the Clippers, it, it, it changes stuff. They're that dynamic of a player. Uh, and Toronto's the real deal right now, with or without Kawhi. Uh, they, they go, they run, you know, six eight to six nine across the board uh, with with Ibaka, the OG, and Anubi, to Pascal, who's having a heck of a year, and Valanciunas and those guys. And we ain't even talked Kyle Lowry yet, and Van Vliet and those guys. So uh, they, they've got a stacked team, man, and, and defensively. Uh, they match up pound for pound with the best of them. Not to mention the Clippers coming off a of back-to-back in Phoenix where they had an overtime dog fight. So that's that's not a fair assessment of either team. Obviously, Kawhi was out, but Lou Williams misses time, and Lou Williams 
uh, is the Clippers score. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a big, huge part of the team's success this year. So I don't buy too far into last night, but the Raptors are for real. Do you buy into the Celtics fixing things, right? They've, even without Kyrie, they beat the Pelicans again. Uh, now, you know, they're not going to have Horford for a few games because of knee pain, but they've won six in a row. Granted, some of that, and, and they're not all against bad teams. I know they beat the Bulls, beat the hell out of the Bulls by like 60, but they also beat the Wolves <laughs> and they beat the Pelicans uh, twice. Are you buying that the Celtics are fixed? I'm, I'm not overreacting. I, I got to see that Boston, I feel like they do get back to where they need to be. It's, it's, there's nothing guaranteed that they come out the East as we all after what they looked like last year until that defense gets intact. And their defense, yes, it's nice to have Kyrie back and Gordon Hayward. I'm not, not going to doubt that, Doug. I'm not going to be, be crazy to say that that doesn't help. But what made them special last year, what have us, had us so excited, was the defense. Defensively, they locked up and they moved the basketball. They were big and they were tough and they were versatile. And you don't see that this year. So they, they've got to figure some things out. I, I don't know if that's Hayward coming off the bench or uh, – you know, they, they need to just remember who they are. Rozier playing uh, more minutes, uh, you know, a fix of the starting lineup. Whatever it may be, uh, they're going to have to fix it. But, uh, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. But I'm not, I'm not celebrating, man. I'm not throwing a parade just yet, Doug. What about the, what about the Lakers? Um, the Lakers suddenly, uh, not only are they hot, but they've been consistently good and maybe playing a little bit better without Brandon Ingram. Are you buying that the Lakers are starting to figure out how to play with LeBron? Absolutely buying that. And I don't, I don't buy just as much as the Lakers figuring out how to play with LeBron, but LeBron just getting comfortable. You know, he, he's a guy who can cruise at 30, 30 and 10 or, or 30 and 8 and 9 or triple-double every single night just once he gets going because of how dynamic he is. Uh, and he's having to trust that, you know, hey, Tyson Chandler's here. He's got my back. JaVale's playing at a high level. Uh, and Kuzma is the he's an absolute perfect compliment. No no shot to Brandon Ingram uh, to him. So LeBron's fallen into a, a a nice little spot where he can play make and he can go get it whenever he needs to. Uh, and that's where you're going to see that success and him just kind of like just getting over the the amazement of playing with these new these new young guys. So they're going to be better. You know that's the best part with young guys. They get better. And you add Tyson if they mess around and get Trevor Ariza over there, it's really going to be a problem. So uh, big things to look for from the Lakers, but that's, that was expected. Uh, come on, you, you knew LeBron wasn't going to be, be looking too bad for too long. All right, so let, let's say they find a way to make a deal and get Trevor Ariza. How good do you think this team can be? For one, they're a contender this year, uh, and I don't give a darn what they look like right now. you got LeBron James in that locker room, and, and you don't know how healthy Golden State's going to be. Uh, uh, there's no one that's just looked spectacular so far. But if you get Trevor Reza, that's a huge step in the right direction because you get a guy who can play minutes in the NBA Finals. I don't know how many of those other guys on the roster uh, are going to be able to play NBA Finals minutes at that level. Obviously, Rondo's not back yet. He's going to be a help. But you got to get guys who can play, and you need as many. Look, you got to like, hear me. Remind me when I say this. you got to stockpile as many 6'8", the six nine three and D guys with versatility as you can, right. and that's what Trevor Ariza brings brings you because he's a body you can throw at Durant. He's a guy that you can uh, throw at a at a James Harden per se if it is James Harden to play as a guy you can throw at Paul George. You need a number of those. I don't want LeBron guarding any. I want LeBron guarding the worst player on the team. Okay, <laughs> let him be comfortable. But Trevor Ariza brings that to you. Ryan Holland joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 
What do you make of what KD said where he left out LeBron in talking about the greatness of Kobe and of Jordan, even mentioned Kyrie and no LeBron? I'm not going to dive into that, man. It was, it was an interview. You know, we're over speculating everything that Kevin Durant is saying. Ultimately, I do think Kevin Durant is out. Uh, I do think he wants his just do, and he follows in the footsteps of LeBron, who he just mentioned. That's kind of big brother right now. He's followed in his path uh, in that uh, I don't think he minds to leave. But I think that public perception plays such a strong part in LeBron's decision to come back to Cleveland. And I think that, you know, KD made the career choice in going to Golden State. And anybody who says that he shouldn't have done it is a complete idiot, okay? They need to get over themselves. But the best part about him winning his championship is now it's time for him to go. And that public perception bothers Kevin Durant in the fact that Kevin Durant is now looking to say, hey, I want to go build my own thing uh, somewhere else. And I think, obviously, there's a shot that Golden State keeps him. But if another team like a Clippers in New York looks attractable, it's very realistic that KD's going to be out. Hmm. I don't see him going to the Clippers. I, I just don't see you – know, now you got to beat LeBron and you got to beat the Warriors um, as opposed to going to New York and kind of doing your own thing. Being the guy that saves the Knicks strikes me as as, as a bigger Doug, thing. As Doug, it strikes me as a big yes. Bro, how much of your own thing do you want to do? I mean, look, look, I wouldn't. You, you I, I got to have a handshake agreement. I, Who I, else is coming with you? Well, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have Przingis, and then you're gonna have somebody else come with you. I mean, I don't know who's somebody. Like, I gotta know personally. Who that somebody I personally else I wouldn't is. leave. You know what I'm saying? Personally, I wouldn't leave. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, but but he doesn't. And and I actually understand that he's not getting his due because he's like, look, I guard LeBron, he guarded me. I was a better player in the NBA Finals the past two years. Why isn't anybody respecting that? You just kind of got to, you know, slowly time will come around to respect him. I just think he's t- a little bit too much in the moment, but. The point is, if it was Clippers or Knicks, I don't think it's close, right? The the Clippers are the Nets, like the Cl- in New York, whereas the Knicks are the Knicks. You want to be the big thing? You want to be a big fish yeah. in a big pond? Go to the Knicks. I I hear you. KD loves LA. He's seen every offseason working out with Coach Rico Hines. Uh, he's, he does an excellent job of training, getting guys ready. He's got everybody balling. But this this is the thing. LA still LA. If you go to New York, this is what he's telling me, Doug. I got a handshake agreement with somebody else to go because I'm not getting caught with my pants down. I'm not going to leave Golden State. I'm not going to leave the, the the golden era of ball movement, the epitome of ball movement in Golden State to go there and just have things the hard way just to prove my point. If I'm going, I'm going to win, and that means Kyrie is coming. Okay, that means that Jimmy Butler is coming. That means that somebody else good enough is coming. And what's the appeal of the Clippers? Kawhi Darn Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard then we can go in and we can beat LeBron. Or you know what? Maybe I join LeBron. Is that a good enough deal? Let me sit down at the round table because guess what? LeBron's a big enough name that has enough respect from Kevin Durant that he's going to sit down and hear him out and hear what he's got to say. And who knows if LeBron's plan might be better than Golden State's plan. We've got to see, but I think the two L.A. teams are the favorite unless you get one of those guys that he trusts to go and play. And Kawhi Leonard is the second biggest draw outside of LeBron James to win. Doug, am I wrong? I, 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 you're not wrong, but Kawhi's got to... Kawhi could leave, be leaving a championship team to go to the Clippers. I, again, which I've everyone in basketball has heard is a possibility, but until it... Ha- it's like one of those things. Until it actually happens... I, I don't believe it yet. Dude, dude, Kawhi is such a 
And I, when I say weird, I say it in the most endearing way of not being normal because I'm a weird guy, but he's such a weird guy. He could win and he could go. <laughs> I don't know how he – and ultimately he just could want to just sit at the house and play Xbox and kick it with his boys. I don't – like, the dude has so much success in age that it's kind of like jaded to him. I don't think he cares about anything other than being happy. They could win in Toronto and he could still come to the Clippers. <laughs> And that could just be Kawhi saying, this is what I want to do. This is me. I don't think like the rest of you. (laughs) No, it'll be fascinating to see. Ryan, great stuff, man. Congrats on all your personal success. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Anytime. That's Ryan Hollins joining us, NBA vet. See him on NBA TV. Covers the Clippers. Also covers the entire association on various, a litany of networks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The eye in the sky don't lie, and that eye belongs to Greg Cosell's NFL Films unit. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I had an interesting conversation with an NFL GM Sunday night that I've, I've shared with uh, our listeners in that uh, Pat Mahomes no-look throw and a couple of those other throws. He's like, ah, look, I've never seen anybody do that in a game before. H- have you? I can recall seeing Brett Favre make a no-look throw in my years here at NFL Films. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have seen that. Um, he, he seems, though, also to be trying things that I'm not sure they work in the playoffs. You mentioned Favre. Trent Dilfer joined us yesterday, and he was like, look, Favre's perfect. perfect. He, he said the same thing about Favre, by the way. Uh, he said, hey, Favre should have won a couple more Super Bowls, but the turnovers thrown across his body in the postseason doesn't work like it does the regular season. What, what's your level of uh, maybe caution with how – how crazy we're going over some of these chances that he's taking that might backfire in the playoffs. I think there's a very fine line. He's successful up to this point, and and we've seen him do some things that are outstanding and, and that we really don't see that often. So I think the tendency is to say that, wow, this guy's just incredibly special, and there's no question he's a special thrower. But I think you do. There's a real fine line, and history suggests this, Doug, and a balance between being reckless and being sort of dynamic improvisationally. And there's no rule book that defines that line, but it's, you just don't know. That's a very hard question to answer. There's no, there's no answer. It's not a mathematical equation. Uh, you also, in watching that film, you watched Lamar Jackson, the GM I talked to. is like, look, short-term, that stuff works. Long-term, or when you get in the third and long, d- doesn't work, doesn't, doesn't have a great... Uh, long-term outlook once people start to get a book on what they're doing, how right. they're how they're doing. Uh, today he was named the starter for the Ravens as uh, Flacco sure. is going to be a healthy backup. Um, do you think long-term this plan works in Baltimore? Uh, well, th- they're speaking about the, what Lamar Jackson is right now. And right now he's not necessarily capable of being anywhere near consistent in longer yarded situations, in situations uh, where the defense has the tactical advantage, uh, where he understands what he's seeing before the snap and then making adjustments after the snap. He's not prepared to do that right now. The question really is, can he be prepared to do that with more experience uh, down the road? Uh, I always find it difficult, Doug, to make definitive judgments about players after three games, even a year. If we did that with Jared Goff, he'd be out of the league. So 
if the larger point is where he is now, can you be a quality starting quarterback in this league over time? No. But I think that's a little unfair to say that this is what he'll be for the rest of his career. How do they keep him healthy? Well, that's a big question. Uh, now, there have been guys who've run around a lot. Russell Wilson has run around a lot in his career. And I don't think he's missed more than a game or two, if that. Uh, so that I can't answer. Now, the one thing that you noticed when you watched Lamar Jackson in college, Doug, and I don't know how much you saw him, yeah. was he was a tough competitive runner, and that he cannot be in the NFL. He, he fought for extra yards in, in college, and that won't work in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. These guys who don't slide. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't, what, what don't you need? You're not proving anything to us by showing us how tough you are. I get the football mentality and the leadership idea of it, but you can't lead if you're on the sideline and guys that have fought for extra yards always end up fighting to get out of that, that train room. Greg Crosell, go ahead. No, that's exactly right. And his body type, have you been around him? I've been around him. Yeah, he's not big. You know, he's a sinewy build kind of guy. He's not, he's muscular, but he's not big. Yeah, he's he's a little thicker than, he's thicker than Teddy Bridgewater, but not, not, not a ton. No. Not even built like Mike Vick. Mike Vick's much more solidly, solidly built. Correct, yeah. Or or Russell Wilson. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Greg Cosell. A lot of talk about Kirk Cousins, and I'll just tell you kind of what you're walking into. I I understand that, that Kirk Cousins is not, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or uh, Drew Brees. But none of those guys were available, right? So their choices were Bridgewater, who no one knows if he can stay healthy, or keep, keeping Keenum, who got $18 million to go to, to Denver, or A.J. McCarron, right? Like, those are their – those are – and I actually think Cousins has been pretty good on a team that's not as good around him as they were last year. You watch the tape. What do you see from the Vikings? Well, Here's what I think you have to start with. You have to start with what Kirk Cousins is, and I think everybody knows what Kirk Cousins is. The money made people think that he was a top-five quarterback in the league. Kirk Cousins is a distributor and an orchestrator of a multidimensional offense that needs a consistent run game. And for whatever reason, and maybe that's why John DeFilippo was fired, I don't know, but I would assume these conversations would have been had with Mike Zimmer and John DeFilippo before he was hired. This team has not run with much volume. When they have run, they've not been very good at it overall. They seem to be getting a little better. But Kirk Cousins is not a quarterback that can drop back as many times as they've asked him to do this season. So the fact that he's been inconsistent, because if you look at his numbers, if someone just pulls up the stat sheet and looks at his numbers, they'll say he's having a very good season. But he's not been consistent because he's not that kind of quarterback. Very few quarterbacks can drop back as many times as they were asking Kirk Cousins to drop back. So he's not necessarily any different. It's just that this team had major expectations, and they're not running the football. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, let's let's bounce around a little bit, run the league. We talked about Mahomes, but we didn't talk about the fact that we're going to see him tomorrow night, and he's not going to have a bunch of his weapons, right? Chance he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Now they're working on a third-string running back. No Sammy Watkins. How does that offense look when you take away the speed of a Tyreek Hill? Well, I think that's critical. The speed of Hill's critical because I think it's it's not just critical in the fact that he can make plays. It's critical in the fact of how teams defend him, and and that's why the vertical dimension in offense is so important. And teams that don't have it end up struggling at times. And in fact, the Saints are going through that a little bit right now because they don't really have any vertical dimension. And over the last three weeks, they have very few 20-plus yard plays because teams are starting to recognize that they can't really be 
beaten over the top. So what happens is, unless they scheme it up and it works perfectly, they just don't have the weapons for that. So Hill is absolutely critical. And Kelsey is obviously critical because he's the most dynamic, explosive tight end in the league, and he can get vertical as well. Uh, we're going to see Philip Rivers. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he'll have Melvin Gordon. He's listed as questionable. He's, uh, he's not going to have Austin Eckler, but he will have all those talented wide wide receivers. You've watched Philip Rivers on tape a bunch. They weren't great this past week. He was really good in the second half against the Steelers, not so much in the first half. What do you see from the recent tapes of this Chargers offense? Uh, you know, I think that they're an offense in many ways that's built on uh, attacking down the field with vertical-type routes, intermediate-type routes, deep crossers. When they hit those, they're very, very explosive. When they don't hit those, and those are not a given every week, they're a little more condensed, and and, and they're not quite as explosive, and that's what happens, and that's where the run game becomes a factor. And obviously, without Melvin Gordon, I imagine Justin Jackson, the Northwestern kid, will get the start and get the bulk of the carries. And I think for a game or two, he can be very, very effective. So... Uh, you know, I think that that's something they probably need to rely on a little more if they're not going to get those plays. Now, they're playing a Chiefs defense whose tendency has been to play a lot of man-to-man coverage, and I think they're going to be able to get big-shot opportunities in this game. Um, Sunday night, we saw the Rams go into Chicago, and it's easy for Rams fans to say, hey, it was cold. Nobody wants to play in the cold. It wasn't that cold. We, I, but, but you're not from Los Angeles. It was cold. I'm just, <laughs> just, just, I'm just telling you, when you live out here and it's 72 every day, and then if it's 50, you're like, oh, my God, what is it, 50 degrees? When it's 30-something degrees, you're like, man, that's cool. All right, but LA, but you're like, look, we're going to play at home or play in the Dome in New Orleans the, in, in the playoffs. No big deal. But to, to those of us really paying attention, Jared Goff didn't play well against nope. the Lions, didn't play well against the Bears. What are teams doing to make him play poorly. Well, this week's game was a little different. Um, he hasn't really been as sharp the last four or five weeks as he was earlier in the season, and some of that is just him missing throws. But this particular game was different because of what the Bears do, Doug. Vic Fangio may be the best in the league at kind of blurring the lines of his coverage between man and zone and showing zone principles and man concepts, pattern matching, matchup zone, doing all those kinds of things. And it takes a little bit of time to figure all that out. And don't forget, you're trying to figure that out. At the same time, you've got a pass rush with Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and at times Leonard Floyd. So I thought in that game that Goff was very unsettled pretty early in the game. I didn't get the sense watching the tape. He was real clear on what he was seeing. And when the quarterback doesn't feel comfortable with what he's seeing, he really struggles to play. How much different were the Packers after the coaching change? Uh, I don't think they were dramatically different. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, they ran the ball, and I think they got to continue to do that. Um, you know, I think we'll get a better idea. They play uh, the Bears this week, and I think we'll get a much better feel for what the Packers try to do offensively this week. Uh, Steelers lost again. I know Big Ben didn't play part of the second half because of the yep. rib, um, but this is three in a row, and now they have the, now they have the Patriots co- coming in as well, when you watch the Steelers on tape, what's missing? Oh, I think it's pretty evident. You go; They've lost three in a row, as you said. You know what? In, the, in those three games, here's, here's what their breakdown is offensively. And just think about this for a minute. I, I know these are numbers, but uh, the quarterback has dropped back 149 times in these three games. The running backs have rushed the ball 46 times. Think about that. 
you can't play like that. And their offense has sort of settled into, in the pass game, being individual routes, and they have good players so they can win individual routes, or Roethlisberger making second reaction plays. There's no rhythm to their offense at all right now. No rhythm at all. Baker Mayfield, um, it seems we see the electric plays, the explosive plays. Uh, We saw some turnovers kind of the week before, and you said, hey, what impressed me was even after those turnovers, he still had a ton of confidence. You watch Baker Mayfield this week, and you continue to be impressed? Oh, my God. I thought he was was really efficient this week. His ball placement is so precise. That's the defining feature of his play. He beats tight coverage because he places the ball exactly where it needs to go. Uh, I thought he was really, really good this week, and I love how aggressive he is turning it loose. I, I think that's an NFL quarterback trait. Um, and he has a very good feel for both climbing the pocket and then navigating the pocket with effective movement. So I think he's an improving player. I think he'll get better. They have a running back. I think I think uh, this offense has a chance to just get better and better. Awesome stuff. Greg Cosell, NFL Films. He joins us every week. Greg, thanks so much. Right, Doug, appreciate it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.